Endurance is key to success in the podcasting field. Why am I surrounded by Weird Al? We are not nice guys. Well, I'm a big dork. <laughs> ben, you got nothing going on. It just really spoke to me on so many levels. I will have to go with Puss over Moist. It's easier to dig a hole than build a pole. So you ready to get beat again? So it's way more enjoyable. Balls, butts, boobs, Battlestar Galactica. Is this your famous LARPing soapbox again? And that was the last I ever saw Lucky. We all love you, Weird Al. Right, there's a shelf in here. Babe, I get so lonely whenever you're not here. You never even call me on the phone. So I'm going to buy a Hustler and a six-pack of beer and have a little orgy on my own. Welcome, everybody, to me talking Weird Al to you, the only podcast that wants to talk to everyone in the world about Weird Al Yankovic. I am ecstatic about today's episode because it's a controversial topic and it it might land us in some hot water. I'm just kidding. I don't think it's going to do that. I'm your host, Dakota Rimmer. Um, joining me is uh, my valiant co-host, Mr. Garrett Hale. This is Garrett Hale on the other side of the internet. What was that noise? <laughs> well, you made the you made the comment like this might get us in some hot water, and I tried to do some like, <laughs> like I guess those weren't bubble sounds. It's hard to imitate boiling water. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm a. Uh, I've got a really bad hot water impression. I'm sorry, yep. folks. Garrett, hello from the other side of the phone. Dakota. What? I'm going to admit that was pretty good. Oh, wow. Thank you. (laughs) I didn't think it was. (laughs) Every week, every single week, Garrett, got to keep it up. I like it. When I discovered that hell sounds like hello, I was like, well, that opens up a whole world of possibilities, so (laughs) we'll probably be treading down this path for a while. (laughs) Um, are you ready to talk about Weird Al? Let's do it, man. Let's um, let's start with this. We are currently recording this on November the 8th, 2016. I say that because it's not like our turnaround is so quick. It's not like we're going to release this tomorrow. And what is happening in the real world, IRL, as the children say, is the presidential election. Right now, people, the world is deciding, not the world, the United States, uh, is deciding who's going to rule, who's going to be the ruler of the free world come next year. And me and you are recording a podcast about Weird Al Yankovic. What does that say about us? Uh, we've got our priorities straight. I think so. <laughs> I really do think so. The, um, well, they I, determined who was going to be president way long ago. Oh, you're one of them. I, here, I, don't, I don't disagree with that sentiment, but I also think that we're kind of at a point in our country, or I guess in just the modern world we live in, that no matter who it is, Things are gonna go about the same way. We might there might be a different set of people offended along the way, but we're going in one direction and we're not gonna change. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, and then you look at how much power the actual president himself has. Right. So or his his or herself. Yeah. Sorry. This might be the only time this podcast has gotten political, like ever. I just yeah, don't. I, there, I don't think Weird Al has ever sang about politics except. Did you see the song he put out? Yes, that's in our that's in my notes for our news segment. All right. Yeah, that might. Oh yeah, that was the next thing I was going to move on to. Fantastic segue, Garrett. You done did it. You done good. <laughs> what did you think about that? It's pretty great. Yeah. 
It's weird. Uh, it's weird to see him do something kind of like the Auto Tune guys. That was the Auto Tune guys, the Gregory Brothers. Oh, that. Oh, okay. So that was then. That yeah. makes a whole lot of sense. Why it reminded yeah. me of him. Um, the yeah. Well, he did Epic Rap Battles of History, and they're a YouTube right, channel. Right. And then uh, way back in the day, he did Know Your Meme. Actually, he did the Know Your Meme episode about Autotune and its uprising back in the days of T Pain. So right. yeah, he, he gets out. He gets out and about. He like he likes to uh, come down from his his mountain and piddle with us mm, peasants. <laughs> Well, it shows it shows that he does stay plugged into the the pipeline too of what does what's popular and what people are keeping. Well, up with. he knows how to market himself, and that's made evident by yeah. the viral marketing he did on um for to get mandatory fun to the caliber that it was at. He relied a hundred not a hundred percent, but a lot on viral marketing, and uh, it. I mean, we see the result. First number one album in his entire career, thirty something years in. So you know, there's a lot to say for that. Yeah, it's it's really impressive. Yeah, so I think that he does that, and he's like, "Well, this is a whole another subset of people." He doesn't have any. He doesn't have to try really hard to reach the people that grew up listening to him. Now he's trying to reach the people who think he's a washed up has been, and they're like, "Well, maybe he's not. He's on this thing that I watch constantly." So you know, putting yourself in every medium, including children's cartoons and the news and the Today Show, like all that stuff. Like he's just really exposed. Yeah, yeah, he's pretty much everywhere. I mean, books, music, TV. And yet somehow, I would say not overexposed. Yeah, I can agree with that, for sure. So yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I think we should reiterate what it is, because you started to bring it up and I cut you off. What happened was, after the debate, there was like three major debates between Hillary and uh, Trump. And after each one, the Gregory Brothers released a video. The first two or so also featured somebody, but man, if I, if I could tell you who that was, that'd be great. But I have no idea. Somebody else of some fame and caliber. Uh, but one of them had Weird Al Yankovic, and what they did is they remixed what the debate the debaters said and made it into a song. And on this version, Weird Al was the one asking the questions. Uh, and it's it's really good. So, it, I like it. Just look it up. I think it, they titled it uh, Nasty Women, Bad Hombres because of something Donald Trump said. Yeah. Uh, it was shared, <laughs> oh my goodness, it was shared on my Facebook page like by 13 people, 14 people maybe. <laughs> <laughs> people saw it and they knew right where to go. <laughs> they they know they knew who to show it to. <laughs> I'm that guy. I got a weird L guy and his name is Dakota. <laughs> uh the other thing I have in Al news is uh some tour, some tour uh news, like some tour updates. So we talked recently about how he'll be touring again in 2 years according to the website, right? Even though there might not be new material to come in those days, if you hear a weird noise, I'm jostling my phone, and I apologize. Um, if you uh, that we know that he's going to be touring in two years, despite probably not having new material at that point. Fingers crossed that we're wrong about that. Oh, it looks like Hillary's went in Texas. I should turn this window off because I'm just sitting here watching the the live the live feed. But uh, maybe it'll be funny. Maybe it'll be a little piece of history if I keep us updated on what's happening in the world <laughs> while we do it. So Weird Al appeared on Comedy Bang Bang, the podcast, to talk, I guess, about how the show version of that is coming to an end. Um, and just to, you know, goof around with Scott Ackerman for a while. And Scott asked him, what's in the future? A couple of things really, really stuck out to me. Uh, the first of which was that Al said from that point, and this was like a couple weeks ago, uh, so sometime in October, 
He said from about that point until the beginning of the year, maybe more. And I could be getting this wrong. People who listen to this show and to Comedy Bang Bang, just I apologize if I get details wrong, but for the most part, the important stuff's going to be there. He's going to be just taking time off and going through his heaps of memorabilia and catching up on that. And according to his Instagram feed, throwing a lot of it out, which is very upsetting. But, you know, as long as his career is, you got to imagine there's a whole lot of stuff. He said he's not going to do, like, anything. So I thought that was really interesting. Even though right after he said that, I heard the tour, or I heard the the announcement that he's going to be doing BlizzCon, the uh, Blizzard show. Yeah, I saw that one. Did you see how uh, our Australian correspondent posted that on the Weird Mountain Facebook page? Yeah, I think so. It's I got pretty far in it, but it wasn't that much different from uh, the Mandatory Tours uh, show. So I only got like 30 minutes in, and I was like, I can watch the rest of this later. <laughs> if there's something different, it's not near the first half, that's for sure. <laughs> right. Um, anyway, I thought that was interesting that he said he's not going to do much of anything, and then he dropped that bombshell. Uh, also, this is the good thing, and I don't know if you heard this, because I don't think you listen to CBB. He said that that tour that he does in a couple years is going to be a more stripped-down version of his show. Okay. So, usually he has this big multimedia presentation, like an extravaganza, if you will. There's a video from uh, just a plethora of things from his career, um, and it inter twines nicely with what he's going to do next and all this stuff. And there's costume changes and stuff like that. And there's not skits, but there's like, there's this guy that comes out in one song and holds the harmonica for him. And then this thing happens and then the other musicians get into it. And there's just a lot of stuff. Oh, also like the stormtroopers coming out, the cheerleaders from during Smilton's like Teen Spirit. A lot of stuff happening. And it is a blowout. It's great. I think he means he's going to eliminate all that because of the way he was talking and do just a straight up kind of like a rock show. Okay. The plus side to that, because that sounds kind of like, oh man, I missed all the blo- all the good stuff. If you've never seen him live, then it doesn't sound all that exciting. Right. But he kind of just really quickly skimmed over a piece of information that I thought was highly interesting, and that's that he doesn't get a chance to banter with the audience. And he's a hundred percent true. I think the times that I've seen him, he doesn't really talk to the audience at all. I mean, he sings right at them, especially in "Wanna Be Your Lover." He gets right down in the audience, but. Um, I think at one point he goes, what's up, Nashville? And other than that, I can't think of another time that he wasn't singing. Uh-huh. Uh, so if he's going to banter, and he said talk about the process behind songs and stuff like that, so that means he's going to be able to do, like, for example, all right, this next song, you know it, it's Eat It. I remember when I asked Michael Jackson if I could do it, what a story that was, and maybe go into that kind of stuff. So this might be a more like uh, get this off my chest tour, like kind of tell you like his process, not his process, but like, just be like more real. Yeah, that sounds pretty. That sounds pretty interesting. Almost like a behind the music live. Maybe that would be cool if he got yeah. really in depth. Yeah. Um, so I think coming from our stance, um, maybe not so much the appeal of casual fans, but coming from where we where we're sitting, that sounds like a really really good thing for us because it's like this is the what the real hardcore weird Al fans have been waiting for. So. I'm excited. I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, yeah. I could definitely see some like uh, some added value. Yep. And we have two years to prepare for it. That's what I have for Al news. Da, 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 da. Into that segment. Well, what? What? One more thing. Did oh, you sorry. Did you see the thing with Elon Musk? Oh yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, where he, uh, apparently the guy 
behind Tesla. Yep. Tweeted and was saying he was going for a ride, and the song he decided to play was Amish Paradise. Yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. I think, didn't Weird Al say something like cool or awesome or something? I think so, yeah. And I, this news article came across my feed, and it actually says uh, his journey was accompanied by the sounds of parody musician Weird Al Yankovic, whose 1996 single Amish Paradise parodied a little Cool J's Gangster's Paradise. But that's wrong because Gangster's Paradise was Coolio. Oh, wow. So I don't know. Who did that write up? I don't know. What news did, source is that? It's shame on them. Some some website called Inverse. Uh, I don't know who that is. Wow, though that's wow. What a what a mess up on their part. Yeah, scrubs. Yeah, <laughs> a bunch of scrubs. Not professional journalists like Garrett and myself. Not at all. <laughs> that is cool, though. the The great juxtaposition there is that he's listening to a song about people who live minimally and don't use electricity and stuff in his electric car. <laughs> yeah, that's just that's just beautiful. <laughs> Elon Musk might not have even been listening to it. He was probably just like, "What's the least electric car song I can think of?" and then just tweeted about it. Because <laughs> if he was currently listening to it, that means he was tweeting and driving. That's a major no-no, my friend. Well, wink. <laughs> yeah, wink, wink. I'm <laughs> listening <laughs> while I'm wink driving, quote unquote. So I have an idea for a new segment, and I want to get into the new segment before we update people on where we are with our Al song ranking and our search for Mike Kiefer. Okay. So here goes the new segment. Maybe in the future it will have theme music. I don't think it will in this episode because I want to turn this episode over pretty quickly. Uh, but maybe I'll get frisky and add some in right here. So, if there was something there. Good job, Dakota. If there wasn't, bad job, Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could just have like a wah, wah, just in case <laughs> right. you don't mix something. Right. Just just a fart noise. <laughs> anyway, this new segment is called Mini Topics. These are topics that I wanted to, or, or think like questions I had. Or that you might have about Weird Al songs, or that the listeners might have of this podcast. If you have an idea for this segment, after you hear what it's about, and I quit going around the point, uh, let us know in the forum. We'll get to how you can do that later on. This mini topic is something that I want to know the answer to, or that I kind of want to talk about, but it doesn't have enough uh, steam to last an entire episode. So we'll just talk about it for a couple seconds and we'll probably wind up wind up with nothing else to say about it and then move on to our major topic i like it it's a good segment uh this one come this one was the one that made me want to start this because i kind of really want to talk about this biggest ball twine in minnesota right dakota's favorite weird Al song love it okay i have a question and i haven't asked garrett this question before so he is 100 percent unprepared to answer this how many kids are we supposed to believe that he has in that song. Ooh. Because it never once says. But in your mind, how many have you always seen when you heard that song? I've always had an image of two kids in the back seat. I don't know why. Two, a boy and a girl, right? Yeah. It's just the classic scenario. Husband, wife, daughter, son. Yeah, I've always thought it was but, that exact... Um... Yeah, guess what? He never says it. <laughs> huh. Isn't that crazy? I, I bet anybody would say... Yeah, it's about a guy and his his wife and his daughter and his son, if you were to ask them specifically. But then you could blow their mind with, guess what? He never tells you how many kids he has. 
you only know he has more than one because of the plural of kids. Whoa. But you know what? For all we know, it could have been talking goats. That's true. <laughs> if, if, they could ever, if they could ever put that in music video form and that's the way they, they portray it. This yeah, is just talking just goats. goats. It's just a family of goats. Oh, and here's, here's how we know it's a family of goats. Because they're going to see a giant ball of twine essentially <laughs> a big ball of garbage because it's used twine. <laughs> so and they want and they want to go chew on it. They want to eat it so badly, but security <laughs> stops them. They want to take it home and everything and security guards kick them out cuz they're a bunch of goats. A bunch of beer drinking goats. We figured it out. We figured out the song. <laughs> this is amazing. So anyway, I just, just destroyed everybody's perception. So now next time you listen to The Biggest Ball of Twine in Minnesota, imagine as many children as you want, because at no point does it say, I had two kids. There's probably 60 kids in the back of that car, jumping up and down, trying to see out the windows. Past the bumper stickers. I tried to test stickers, my yeah. versitude on that part of the song where he says, but you can't see out of the side of the car because the windows are completely covered with the decals. From all the places where we've already been. And then he goes into this list. <laughs> uh, and I can't do that next part. It's hard. Elvis Arama. The Tupperware Museum. Poodle. Uh, uh, Poodle Dog Rock. That It's something. Some Shuffleboard Hall of Fame Poodle Dog Rock. Yeah. We've been to Ghost Town theme parks. Where I, I skipped a part. See, it's. I don't know. I can't do it. That's the one part of the song I don't sing along with. I'm just kind of like... <laughs> I think we just now listed them all <laughs> off, though. No. It, Ghost Towns, Theme Parks, Wax Museum, place where you can drive through the middle of a tree, alligator farms, and tarantula ranches. But there's still one place we got to see. Maybe we did. Yeah. I'll listen, later on when we're listening to this, we'll we'll probably both pause and be like, wait, got to go hear the song, and then <laughs> realize we were right or wrong. <laughs> for off the cuff, we got pretty dang close, if that's not all of them. I don't know if that's good for us or bad for us, especially me since I claim it's my favorite Weird Al song. <laughs> yeah, if if Al were here right now, he'd roll up a newspaper and be shame. Right, Bye. just hit us on the nose. Yeah, That is another good example of something that we want to talk about in an upcoming episode, and that's how great of a linguist that Weird Al is. Because um, as a rapper, he's really quick and does not slur and is very like a... Uh, has good elocution. Verbose. Ooh, that's a good one, too. I was trying to use a big word, and you came in and snatched it out from under me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's another good example of that. There's a few non-rap songs, like Hardware Store and stuff, that really show his uh, mic prowess. Yeah, that's always one of the that. things that's always impressed me. I mean, when he's not rapping or like just singing fast and doing it um, very clearly. Yeah. So future episode. That's a good topic for a future episode. Uh, updates. Let's update some people on some things. Uh, I'll start with the search for Mike Kiefer. No update. And it's not my fault this time. Uh, send an email. Not an email. I sent a message via Facebook because that's the one place that I think I might have been close to finding him. Uh, I showed Garrett the message first. He said, that looks good, brother. And send it the guy's way. That What has it been, two weeks now? Yeah, it, I think so. Two, maybe three weeks since I sent that. Nothing. I don't want to keep doing it. No, you, um, you I don't fire. Bother him. You fire off one message and then just hope and pray. Yeah. Maybe I'll send a um a friend request because it's different for one, and for two, um, it uh it'll let me know if he's even active because 
what could be the thing is that he's just not active on his Facebook. Like he set it up and was on it for a while, and now he's not, and so he'll never see the message because he doesn't get on there. Like in like yeah. currently, the way we live, Facebook Messenger lets you know on your phone immediately that you got something. So you don't have to be active on Facebook to know what you got going on. Your phone will tell you, which is always at your side. But what if he doesn't live like us? Our theory that he's off the grid anyway uh, gives into the fact that maybe he doesn't also, you know, Facebook and Twitter and stuff that much, which would seem to be pretty true since you can't find him. But that makes the search all that much more awesome. Yeah, yeah. Really want to find that guy, though. Mike, listen, buddy. We gotta have you. We got so many questions about manualism. I probably got more questions about manualism than I do about Weird Al at this point. I would, I would like to hear more about that first experience in the studio with Demento. Yeah, for sure, man. That was the, the olden days of Al. There's so much stuff to know about that era. Because so. that's the first time he met Al was right of that episode, wasn't it? Probably, because um, Kiefer was working at Demento. As far as I know, he's like on staff there. Like, as the show's going, he'd be making noises and stuff. Yeah. And so I th- I'd have to imagine that when Al, you know, finally moved out of the house and moved down to L.A. or wherever, away from where he grew up, uh, that he went to the studio and saw him and Barnes and & Barnes and all these other people that hung out at Demento Studios. So that's I got to imagine that's the first time he met him, if I had to guess. Isn't that where he met Schwartz there, too, the first time? Yes. Was Schwartz the one that played the, bo- the suitcase? Yep. He, yeah, and then he, uh, he said just play this. He was also up there because he had submitted music for Dr. Demento's show of his own, which I wonder how that sounds. We should look that stuff up. Yeah, for sure. What does a Ben Schwartz minus Weird Al song sound like? Hmm. That Maybe that'll be a mini segment for next week, or a mini topic. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so no update on Mike Kiefer, but we'll keep trying. Al ranking. Ranking every single Weird Al song ever. Whole lot of stuff going on here. Uh, this, the start of the process, and Garrett, you can tell us about your process as well. The start of my process before I got into the, some of the other stuff I'm going to tell you about is just listening to all the albums again, which I did. And then I went back and revisited some that I felt like I wasn't giving my full attention to because I mostly do it at work. Um, and then I listened to stuff that didn't make albums, and I would listen to the live version of a lot of things, like a lot of, a lot of the tour videos and stuff. And just over exposed myself to a lot of Weird Al so that I could be a fair and concise judge of these things. Um, And then I wrote them all down and cut them out, and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to arrange these things. And that's where we are now. So uh, I'm getting to the point to where I want to start ranking them, but the big question is, which songs do we include? Because we got all the ones that appeared on albums, but you've got so much stuff that he did just on Dr. Demento, and then you have things like You're Pitiful, that the... Atlantic Records wouldn't allow Al to do, but he still released it to everybody for free. You know, you got stuff like that that you want to include because it's important, but where do you draw the line? He has probably hundreds of songs that he does just on tour because he couldn't put them on an album, but you don't want to do every single one of those because, you know, or do you? I don't know. Yeah, I think to make the list, it has to have a fully fledged out track for sure so that it can it can be fairly mm-hmm. judged because there are there are sound clips... And there are songs that him and the band have done, like, just on their own in, like, personal studios and whatnot. Yeah. Um, so what we've done is conferred with a few other uh, professional alcoholics. Al- Alamaniacs. Alamaniacs. It's time for Alamaniacs. Listen to Weird Al Yankovic. 
We're going to put on our headphones and get into the zone with Avalu. <laughs> I couldn't keep going because I was too impressed <laughs> with my lyrics. <laughs> I was I was really hoping you were going to keep that going. <laughs> I'm so happy with it. That's, yeah, that was awesome as far as you made it. That's We need to realize, fully realize that song and make that the theme to the show. Alamaniacs is pretty a, good. There's a song there, man. <laughs> I like it. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we asked some other people that we thought some opinions mattered, um, and I think we've narrowed it down to 156 songs, which is hardly saying we narrowed it down, but you don't want to miss anything. Um, in future episodes, we'll go over you know what exactly made the cut and what didn't, but I think for now it's good to tell you the top 156 Weird Al songs. Pretty pretty big feat. So you've got your album songs, and then are we going to yep. let the audience guess what the other songs are? Oh yeah, they can definitely guess. I asked on the forum, and one or two people actually said, "What about this? What about this?" I took some of them. I took them all into consideration, and some of them made it, and some of them didn't. So. Uh, if you want to guess, or if you want to try one last time to convince us to put a song in there, uh, go for it. Forum, facebook.com slash weirdmountainpodcast. It'll go through there, and you'll see where other people have done it, and just follow suit. Also, I kind of want to show the process of ranking these things and putting it out there for people. And um, that's easy enough to do on the Twitter and Facebook. But at one time, Adam had set up a Me Talking Weird Out to You Instagram. Uh, and I like Instagram. I think it's cool. Plus, I'll, I want to photo document a lot of the stuff we're doing. So um, I'm going to try to get that going back up. So um, I'm going to get the email and stuff from Adam and try to make that a, a thing again. And we'll see if I'm successful. But it's out there. It's just untouched because I know Adam's not doing anything with it. So uh, I'll tweet that out if I get that thing going back up. I'll let people know how they can find us on Instagram. Yeah. Show, show them the process. Well, that's all of our updates. It's time to move on to the meat of the matter. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's get to the meat of this <laughs> submarine sandwich. The ma- <laughs> okay, do you want a do you want a presidential election update? Yeah, go ahead and hit me with some numbers. NewYorkTimes.com. <clears throat> uh, they have this graph of the United States or a map, I guess. Um, and it shows hard red and hard blue, and then it shows states that are kind of leaning red or blue, but they don't have all the results turned in, all the reporting. Um, so they're just counting the hard red, hard blue. Currently, Donald J. Trump. What's the J stand for? Uh, Julius. Jackoff. Okay. Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> at 60 electoral. Is it electoral? I don't know yeah. anything about politics stuff man it's like sports with me i don't know nothing about it donald trump six at 60 and hillary at 48 but there's quite a bit of states that are uh light blue meaning they're not done turning in but once they are it'll definitely affect there's quite a bit of states that are light red it's really up in the air this is all going in the podcast right yeah dude okay wow were you about to say something offensive (laughs) no (laughs) <laughs> no, I just figure to make our mark in history, we would let people know what's going on in the real world while we talk about Weird Al. <laughs> That's fair. But I'm done with that topic because it's very stupid and boring to me. Okay. Adult content, Garrett. Ooh-wee. Mama, send the kids to bed. We're going to be talking about ding-a-lings. We're going to talk about homosexuality. 
We're going to be talking about drugs, alcohol. We'll be saying some bad words. Put the kids out. Turn out the lights. Turn on some sexy music if you're into. <laughs> if you're into. Bounce, bounce. If you're into uh, offensive language and midgets. <laughs> yeah, we're venturing off into some some risque topics here, folks. Yep. So now that all the kids are out of the room, it's time to talk about some adult Al, some adult content. <laughs> Um, typically, he he would say Al's pretty family friendly, right? Yeah, like he and and who 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 would ever know why he decided to? Because he could have just as easily have been, you know, at, at the very least, he could have at least had cussing or you know more alcoholic references in his song. But he really doesn't have much of anything in the way of uh, not family friendly material, which speaks volumes to how he still has a successful career despite not appealing mainly to adults. Yeah, and that's one that's one thing that really appeals to me as a fan is that he can do it. He can do his humor, and it's, uh, by and large, harmless. Yeah. Maybe that's a, a lot of the reason why I latched on, was because it was one of the few things my dad could show me while I was a kid, because I was raised in a really yeah. uh, strict environment, very Christian environment, and so it was mostly like Christian music that was in my home growing up, um, especially at a very, very young age. And so perhaps... Um, that's why my dad felt comfortable exposing me to Weird Al, and uh, and maybe why I latched onto it because it was a, re- a reprieve from um, from what I was used to. These are all things that I'll probably tell a therapist in a few years. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, mostly family friendly. It was actually only because of two really recent findings by you and myself um, that I thought to even an adult content version or an adult content episode of this podcast would be a thing. Um, I'll start with mine because I have a lot to say about the one that you found. Okay. So I'm going to get mine out of the way really quick. Sure. I recently was watching the video for whatever you like, kind of a non hit from Alpocalypse. Um, it was a parody of TI's same named song, whatever you like. Uh, and it was, you know, T.I.'s is all about excess and the greatest cars and wines and women and houses and jet planes, uh, wheeling and dealing, son of a gun, like Ric Flair. That's what T.I. Treating your lady to the best. Yeah. yeah did you know that uh, T.I.'s version is about Ric Flair? <laughs> is it really? No. <laughs> you had me sold. You should have gotcha. just rolled with it. it could, you could very easily <laughs> just put footage of Ric Flair's <laughs> stuff, like him dancing around in his robes and stuff. Uh, to the song whatever you like and it would still probably work <laughs> with the, um, you would need an air horn-esque drop with just his woo sound throughout <laughs> that'd be that'd be great if that doesn't exist i'm gonna make it happen sometime this week um, the rick flair air horn <laughs> right uh well in the weird al version it's the same title but um and he is still telling the the the, the female that he's expressing all this stuff to and i know it's a female because he says girl a lot that um, you can. It's the same thing. He's telling her, "I give you whatever you want," but everything that he proposes is really chintzy. All the ramen noodles you could eat, mac and cheese, food vouchers, laundry tokens, all this stuff. So that's where the comedy comes in. However, I noticed in the video, which is has a lot to take in, the guy who made the video did it kind of. Uh, I don't even know what like cut and paste style maybe. Like it's a lot of stuff pasted over stuff. 
You ever see a you ever see a TV show called Angela Anaconda? Uh, it was a kids show that showed on like uh, back in like the nineties or early two thousands, where it looks like this animation style. Oh, is it really? It's similar. Oh no, I'd never seen that. I'll I'll send you a clip of it. It's also kind of jib jabby. Looks like jib jab. Yes, but but not quite because there is a video by the guys that jib jab. Do you know which Weird Al video they did? Uh, CNR. Oh, okay. That was made by the people at Jib Jab, the same people who will put your face on the body of an elf so you can send it to all your grandmothers. <laughs> oh, it's a hit every year. Oh, it is a hit. <laughs> hey, Garrett, got come over to my desk, man. You got to see this. Have you ever seen these videos where you take these pictures of you and your friends, and they'll make a music video <laughs> for you? Yeah, I've 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 seen this before. And that's the rest of my life. Look around Christmas time. Look, look, Garrett. I did one with your face on it. What do you think about that, man? Pretty cool. Check this out. I found four different pictures of you and did it. <laughs> and here's a picture of your dog there too. <coughs> I've never worked in a cubicle, uh, so I don't. I, you know, the scenario you're describing sounds like a nightmare. I'm really glad I don't work in that world. <laughs> Yeah, it's not as bad as you think, but... Well, see, it, I build cubicles for a living, so I'm kind of almost there, but not quite. Okay. <laughs> so you, uh, you you build some other person's hell. Yep. If You know how they sometimes refer to it as a cube farm? Yes. If it's a cube farm, then I'm the farmer. That's how I've always <laughs> said it. <laughs> I build hells. You plant the seeds for business, and they grow. Solid, solitary confinement cells. <laughs> um, yeah, so in his video, there's all kinds of, like, every store has a sign, and there's comedy all in the video. You have to constantly pause the video if you want to catch every detail. At one point, he shows up to the house of the girl that he's trying to woo and holds up, uh, that, that line in the song is, I'll get you the double-ply toilet paper or whatever, and he holds up a pack of toilet paper. However, instead of Angel Soft, it says Angel's... A word as the A word, the word that means but. Listen, this is a Weird Al podcast. I'm not going to say it, kids. So Angel's backside, except it's the A word, like a donkey, toilet paper. A-double-S. Yeah, I saw it. Now, I know the video is not made by Al, and it doesn't even have him in it. It has his face in it all chopped up to make it look like he's uh, edited in a way to make it look like he's saying the lines. And it is commissioned by Al, Um so it makes me wonder if there was any hesitation on Weird Al's part to not let that go by, or if he's like, well, you know what, it's not the F word, not the S word, it's not a major one, it's one of those minor ones that can be any, it can mean anything else, it has other meanings, so I wonder if if he even hesitated, or if he's like, nope, looks good, send it on. Yeah, it's interesting that something like that would would get under his radar, because he doesn't curse in his songs, and the only song that comes to mind that I can think of where he does is jerry springer but actually i have that one written down i was gonna bring it up in a minute yeah yeah that one almost got that cd taken away from me as a kid (laughs) yeah (laughs) the running with scissors i was like man i can't it is weird that he let that slide i mean it's bleeped out technically and it was he's capturing the essence of the show in that little skit exactly as i'll say it wouldn't really be a jerry springer thing if it wasn't one bleeped up uh, dirty word (laughs) So, so Garrett, what did you notice in the past week or so 
Well, uh, part of my listening over the past week or so has just been, um, I've been going through different albums, and one of them I just wanted to listen to from the beginning was Poodle Hat. And so, album starts off with Couch Potato, as most most know, and I'm listening to all the lyrics, and I get to like halfway through the song, and he starts singing about different TV shows, and then he makes this one line jumped out at me, and I'd never it had never registered me as odd until this previous week week where he says but i only never miss melrose place or lost in space i've only seen amazing i've seen each amazing race without a trace but i only watched will and grace one time one day wish i hadn't cuz tivo now thinks i'm gay and some yeah Classic. it's a good joke but that's another topic that al hasn't ever sung about before where like you could you would associate somebody's viewing preferences to a sexual preference and so when he made the line and the the joke in the song it was like wow he's never made like a joke like that in any other song he's ever written and so it made jumped out at me and i i actually texted you immediately saying has al ever made other references to like this in other songs because it it does i mean it's it's not I, he didn't do it to insult anybody, I don't think. Yeah, it's not slanderous in the slightest. But he does right. say, I wish I hadn't because TiVo thinks I'm gay. So he doesn't right. want his TiVo to think that he's gay. Yeah. But that could be for any reason, as in I don't want to see more gay content, so don't recommend gay content to me because that's not me. Right. But exactly. it can be taken any way you take it. So he had to think about that before releasing it. So. Yeah, and then I didn't realize this until just now when I was like reviewing the lyrics, but he also makes, um, and this might be just like a, a poor reading on my part, but he has the line earlier in the song where he says, and King of Queens jumped the shark the first minute. I can't believe Richard Simmons ain't in it. Yeah. And that's like, I don't know. That just jumped out as me. Like you're you're <laughs> you're making the comment that Richard Simmons is a woman. It still amazes me. We were talking before we started this podcast. We were getting our mics set up, and Garrett ran that line by me, and I was like, "Well, no, it's not. There's nothing wrong with that." And then that that album's probably been out for upwards of ten years. I'm sure by this point, right? Uh, yeah, maybe about so. ten years. Not until thirty minutes ago did I realize that that is a joke, <laughs> and it still it floors me that I did not catch that until just today. <laughs> like shame on me, first of all, just straight up, first thing first, shame on me for not getting it. Yeah, but- audience, the general <laughs> or the the reaction from Dakota when I pointed out <laughs> the joke. Um, go tell them what you thought it meant. Oh, I thought, uh, okay, the line is, uh, uh, King of Kings, I'm sorry, first minute, I can't believe Richard Simmons ain't in it. Okay, so Kevin James is a husky fellow, and that's a constant joke in those shows, so it's not just me saying he's fat. He says he's fat, and he talks about it. So I thought that Weird Al was saying, I can't believe Richard Simmons isn't marching down to the studio and demanding these fat people be taken off TV. I thought it was, <laughs> he was insinuating that Kevin James's character needed a personal trainer. And to this day, I was happy to live in my farcical little world where fat jokes can just fly like that. But nope, I was wrong 100%. <laughs> that, that's a great joke, though. The King of Queens. What a fantastic joke. Yeah, it's really good. But once again, 
Is it offensive? I don't think so. Uh, Queens isn't if, a, isn't a slanderous word. It's not like I mean, pardon me. It's not like queer or something like that. Can be have negative connotations, but queen is a word that I think is actually more owned than disowned by the gay community. So I don't I don't think he meant it in a slanderous way. No, probably not. I mean, it was just a it it was just a total joke. I mean, if anybody had any reason to be insulted, it might be Richard Simmons. But I imagine that guy's got right. a pretty good sense of humor. Yeah. So fantastic joke. I cannot believe. My goodness. My my gosh. Later on, I have a little a little bit of a activity for us involving adult content in Weird Al songs. So, um, oh, okay. in that segment, I'll reveal another time that I didn't get in on the joke, and it's it's pretty freaking hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> maybe it'll be uh, it's bad for me to judge, but hopefully it'll be funny as funny as that one was. Um, I have a question. Sure. Are you offended? Or do you think that there should be a fence found in the word midget? Um, I can definitely see the argument. Now, I don't know if the listeners know, but you're a normal-heighted guy. And I don't need normal to say that dwarf people aren't normal. I meant like you don't have any dwarf features, I think is the most scientific way to say that. Not the most scientific way, but at least an acceptable way to say that. So, you're not the best person to ask, but I, it, it's so hard. I've heard jokes. I, I think it was comedian... Um, I sounded smart bringing up this reference until I forgot the guy's name. Oh, John Mulaney. Okay. John Mulaney is a comedian. Uh, he had a show real quickly that got canceled quicker than it got on the air <laughs> called Mulaney. Uh on TV, so that's where people might recognize his name from. But his stand-up is fantastic. Look him up. He had a joke on there about how he was writing for a TV show one time, and he wanted to use the word midget in a show for a joke. Oh, he wrote for Saturday Night Live, so it may have been Saturday Night Live, but he was a writer on there for a long time. And he wanted to use the word midget, and he said that one of the producers came down to the writer's room and said, you can't put this word on television, you'll upset midgets everywhere, or whatever. He probably didn't use it again like that, but you know what I'm saying. He said, you can't use this word, you'll offend everybody. And he said, I never knew at that point that that word was offensive. And then I'm seeing it become more and more PC as time goes on. So it's really hard to say whether or not it's actually offensive. If I if I knew an actual dwarf, <coughs> sorry, if I knew one, I would probably ask them, do you find, like, is this word going to offend you if I accidentally say it? I'll say that, I would say that this is something that's evolved out of a, our, our PC um, culture nowadays, though. Yeah. He, what? Go ahead. Sorry. Do you think that maybe it's us overthinking it? Like it's people saying, "Well, that describes a certain group of people. They're probably not going to like it." Or do you think that these claims are actually started by dwarfs? <laughs> um, I imagine it's attitude. Yeah. You put a connotation with a word. Oh yeah, it's how you mean it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, I mean, if we're going along the lines of like jokes that are like were funny at one point and like because if you wrote the if you wrote the song with midget jokes like what 20 30 years ago who would even bad an eyebrow but i don't think if al released the song fat now that it would be as well received yeah just because of the the state of like obesity in america right now like it might still be hilarious. Like had he, if it's a brand new song, and I might be overthinking it. Yeah. But if you just 
go in, try to listen to Fat from like just the front. Front. It's a. It's just Fat jokes from beginning to end. Yeah, and now with body shaming and stuff like that, yeah. I could see what you're saying. It might seem dated at this point. It's still. It's a. It's a. It's a hilarious song. And that's where I was getting with the midgets thing. He, I could think of six songs that have the word midget or midgets in them. Um, and usually it's, if you if you think about, if you visualize what he's saying in those moments, it's mostly in a comedic context for using them as little clowns, if you will. So I'm, I'm wondering, has anybody ever taken offense to him using that word so much in his music? Um, if you go online and you research, like, Weird Al, family-friendly, what comes mm-hmm. up is, like, parents searching are Weird Al concerts family friendly and from from my research the the wide consensus is people would say yes they are but some people would go as far to say that after for the running with scissors concert um uh Jerry Springer and hmm. uh truck driving song oh. are probably like the most risque songs that I saw what were complained about yeah. because of their content. I I didn't think about truck driving song. I guess that depends on if you are offended by transvestites. <laughs> because if you're a transvestite, there's nothing offensive about that song. But if you're offended by that lifestyle, then it's, it would be a very offensive song to you, I imagine. Well, and you wouldn't want, like, if there's a child listening to the song and they don't, if they start asking questions like, why is this truck driver dressing up and being weird? Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to, I don't think you're going to go the extreme of explaining why this song is funny. Yeah. To a, like, a, a 10-year-old, depending on what age the child is that you want to take to the concert. But a lot of people's complaints, by and large, were... Um, that the opening acts for Al were worse than his show. Interesting. Language-wise, I'm, ass- I'm assuming. That's interesting. Huh. I, I did not even think, doing research for this episode, I did not think once to look into the truck driving song, but that is, huh. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it either, either until I saw where somebody had just complained about it, and then I was like, huh, yeah, I can see that. Do you think he has any regrets? Like I've I've tinkered with asking him this, with including this question in our ultimate Weird Al interview questions, but um, you would have to kind of uh, explain a little because I don't want to say do you have regrets um, in a general career sense because a number one album as your most recent album, thirty years into your career, uh, several uh, four Grammys at this point, great. Uh, uh, music videos and high points in your career, I would say there's probably no regrets. But as far as content and the ages, the aging of your content and how it appears nowadays, do you think he has, A, regrets in some of the things that he did say, and do you think he, on a different topic, has regrets in that there were songs he wishes he had tackled and didn't, and now looking back, he's like, if I'd made that parody, it'd probably been even better. I, I definitely think there are parodies he hung on to and wanted to... And didn't put out there and didn't do. But as far as regretting saying something he thinks he probably shouldn't have said, I don't think so. You think he's fine with all the fat jokes and the midget jokes and the possibly gay jokes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, thinking on it now, a song that was never released, um, I'm in love with a skipper. <laughs> it's a good one. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't want to say it's a good one because actually it's not that great. But it's a, it's a pretty funny joke. <laughs> yeah, so... You're still you're still riding the line of like um, uh, homosexual jokes. 
subtle hidden homosexuality facing your inner desires yeah i i really tried to listen for other songs that might have had deeper connotation or like meaning for like being potentially like over the edge or too far but he just is pretty airtight as far as staying clean with most of his music mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's really tough because i mean a majority of the songs you're listening to are about food um, awkward professions, pet polkas, yeah, or just a super obscure topics, or, or things that everybody faces: garbage day, uh, relationship issues, um, going to work in a cubicle, uh, getting stuck in traffic, uh, getting stuck in a drive-through, literal, literal like everyday problems. Like there's so many songs just about everyday things. Well, one thing if you want to kind of push the adult risque uh, topic is like him describing violent acts. Cause there are a handful of songs where he describes crazy things happening, like stabbing your boss in the face. See, I tinkered with bringing that up on this episode because that's technically kind of adult content because you don't want to expose your children to too much violence at a young age. Um, So you have to think that that's not family friendly, but I also, and I've talked to you about this. I don't think we've said it on the podcast. We want to dedicate an episode one day to the violence that's in his songs. So that's why I didn't think we should... That's why I didn't bring it up. But yeah, there's definitely something to be said for how much violent content. The the very little bit of content we're finding on all these other adult sort of issues is far outnumbered by just the amount of violence in his songs. Yeah, and this... It's like the violence is... So, like the, the scenes that he paints with his words are some of the reasons like why I like his music so much is because it's so funny but from the other side of it if if you were a parent trying to you know mm-hmm. g- keep that kind of image from your child i'd i could see the argument yeah like literal murder suicide stabbing shooting like stuff like the six o'clock news yeah i think that weird al has a very finely tuned way of approaching things that he typically wouldn't put in songs like he just doesn't write songs about drinking smoking and stuff like that all the time because it's not things that he does i mean he does write a lot about violence so let's hope that that doesn't say that he's violent when he's not (laughs) right making songs and we just haven't uncovered that about him yet yeah i feel Uh, like if there's just something he's going to sing about that is going to be extreme violence is like his one thing yeah he he approaches it in such a way that he knows when he is making the character that is the song that the song is based off of. He can step out of Weird Al and he can step into the point of view of the person who the song is about. I think a really concise way to say that is uh, he uh, Weird Al's a vegetarian, yet it has not halted him on his own behalf from writing songs that concern the eating of meat. A lot of his songs, like My Bologna and stuff like that, came before he was a vegetarian, but I still think that his characters eat meat for the most part. I mean, there's Trapped in the Drive-Thru. He got a hamburger with onions and cheese, and that was after he was a vegetarian. Didn't stop him from doing that, because he knows that it works for the song. He's not going to let his own personal beliefs get in the way of what could potentially be a really good song. Yeah. And I think that's really smart the way he does that. And he, he treats other issues besides vegetarianism like that drinking smoking stuff like that yeah absolutely and like it it's interesting when he just takes on the character and just sings and it's like that jab in the ribs where whether you saw he's singing about lady gaga or charles nelson riley 
I always find it interesting when he's on other podcasts or when he's doing interviews and stuff. Uh, for example, one time I heard him on Gilbert Godfrey's podcast. Gilbert Gottfried, I did not realize because he's an he's a an era before me, or he's a generation or two before me. So I didn't, apart from his Disney roles and some other movie things, I didn't really know too much about Gilbert Gottfried's style of comedy. Apparently, he tells a whole lot of like racist jokes and sexist jokes, like especially about Jews. Like just the episode of Gilbert Gottfried's podcast that Weird Al was on, there was a racist joke. He said a lot of things about Jews. Like he was constantly cutting into what his co-host and Weird Al were talking about. They were talking about Weird Al's career, as you would with Weird Al. And it felt like Gilbert Gottfried didn't belong there, like he was getting in the way of somebody else. And yet it's his own podcast. But enough about Gilbert. What I was remarking at was that every time he told a racist joke or something, Al would laugh out of courteousness toward the host of the show. But it was kind of like, oh, (laughs) but you could tell Al didn't want to have any part of calling uh, Oprah Winfrey a, a big, fat, black cow, which is essentially what the joke was that uh, Gilbert was telling. And so I think it's interesting, even when other people cuss and stuff, he doesn't do it himself. He finds ways around it. And it's always always fun to see him tread lightly on when it comes to those things. Well, from that perspective, should people be insulted? Like, should Jews be insulted by uh, pretty fly for a rabbi? Oh, um... I mean, that's just Jew jokes from start to finish. finish. Well, I guess I guess there is a lot of yeah. stereotypes in there, but I think there's probably a term for it. Those are all probably, how do I say this, well accepted enough? Okay, white people love blank. How easily could you fill in that blank? Mac and cheese, I don't know. Well, I think everybody likes mac and cheese. You'd be crazy <laughs> if you didn't. Uh, but... Um, see, now, now I'm struggling. Okay, there's a really incredibly broad one. I don't mean anything by this, but I'm going to put it out there, and we'll, we'll, we'll start it, we'll take that as our starting point. Black people love watermelon. You can talk to a okay. black person, they'll say that. If you put that on a t-shirt, well, I don't know, I wouldn't put it on a t-shirt, that's a little far, but if you put that in a TV show, a lot of people wouldn't bat an eye, because for the most part, it's probably true across the board, because watermelon's a pretty likable fruit, and it's not... It doesn't carry any connotations well. Like if you said, black people sure do love wieners, like you'd be like, well, does he mean wieners or does he mean hot dogs? <laughs> so watermelon's a broad enough, safe enough thing, unless you're Gallagher, better watch out, that it doesn't have any, like, you don't hurt anybody by saying that. Down the line a little ways is all those things that he said about Jews. Uh, they're tight right. with money. I'm trying to remember all the lines from the song. Um <laughs> They don't eat pastrami on white bread with mayonnaise, but that's a kosher thing, I believe. Uh, but I, I think there's a, a line of, and I bet there's a good word for it, but I can't think of it. There's some sort of line that you cross where you go from black people love watermelon to black people love stealing cars. I crossed a huge line by saying that because that's frankly not true. Bad people love stealing cars. Black, white, Mexican, whatever, whatever they are. A bad person steals a car, or a person who really needs a car, or a cop in a movie. Like, I'm an officer, get out of the car. (laughs) Freeze. So, yeah, but just saying black people steal cars. Jews are really tight, and they tight with money, and they have big noses. If you say stuff like that, like, you're really crossing the line. But I think that he stayed safe enough. Plus, I think that if it really came down to it, he could say something like, well, I got Jews in my family, which is a hard, you know, argument to make nowadays, but still. 
I think that he didn't cross the line on that one. I think he came closer to crossing the line with some of the other ones we did, like Colin <laughs> Richard Simmons, the king of queens. <laughs> Still cannot believe that. I didn't get that joke. It's not that I can't believe that he made the joke. It's that I can't believe that I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah. It- oh, no. Okay, so update on election news. We, we take it now to Election News Central. I'm Dakota Rimmer. Currently still, <laughs> currently still leading in the polls, Donald Joseph Trump with 129 electoral votes. Hillary Clinton, Clinton trails by 25 with 104 votes. Like that quick math I did? Yeah. I was watching it, and down at the bottom of this page, there is a few forecast things. Popular vote forecast, electoral vote forecast, and win the presidency forecast. And when it started the night... It was 80% for Clinton. Wow. Uh, 80% on the blue side. It's split between blue and red, and it was 80% on one side, so it was pretty far from the midpoint. Just now while I was talking to you, it had been steadily going down, and just now when I was talking to you, it clicked from blue to red. It changed color, the words did, and now it says 51% leaning toward Trump. Wow. Where does, um, have, have they, have the numbers come in for North Carolina? North Carolina, it's still light red, meaning it's leaning toward Trump, but it's not official. Okay. The uh, Here's how it's split, though. 47.9 for Hillary, 49.5. So it's less than 2. Yeah, yeah, less than 2% Donald, which that 2% belongs to Gary Johnson. 2.6% for old Gary. Gary, Gary. <laughs> I don't... It doesn't look pretty good yet. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't look good for old Gare Bear right now. That's what they call me. Sorry, Garrett. Oh, really? Oh, sorry, Gare Bear. <laughs> I call Carol Care Bear sometimes. Oh, that's adorable. Yep, my wife. Uh, okay, so that was good. That's probably the last time we'll check. Maybe I'll check in on election results one more time before we close out. But I got this thing I want to do first. It's a little game I want to call, Is This an Innuendo? Alrighty. Okay. I took some lines from songs, mostly love songs. Actually, well, yeah, mostly love songs of Weird Al's. You are going to read off the lyrics to Wanna Be Your Lover, and we're going to see <laughs> if they're still in your windows. <laughs> That's one of them. Wanna Be Your Lover is one of them. But I took it from a few songs, four to be exact, and I'm going to read it to you, okay. and I want you to tell me, was it an intended innuendo? Because any of them can be if you think about them long enough. Right. But did he intend it to be? Or am I looking too far into it? So, you ready to play? Game on. Let's play. Is this Ed in your window? Hey, everybody, I'm Steve Harvey. We asked 100 people, is this an in your window? Let's see what they got. I need Karen. I need Charles. Come on up. (laughs) 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 That's not that theme to Family Feud. (laughs) I like to think it is. Dude, do you know what is the best part about that show? I mean, it's okay. A lot of times you'll be like, it's the same thing over and over. He laughs too hard at somebody, and then it winds out that it turns out they're correct. The best part about that show is that no matter how bad the answer is, name something you would you would hate to find in your partner's nightstand. Uh, a magazine, Steve. Like, that's a terrible answer. But you know what everybody on that team's going to do? Good answer. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Every single time. MVP. MVP. <laughs> no matter how bad the answer is, they will clap for their team. They will clap for them. I think that's part of the rules to being on the show. Anyway, so here we go. In Airline Amy, he says, 
uh, I want to put you in an <laughs> in an upright locked position. Uh, Let me see if I can get. I have the short version of the lyrics written down. I'm gonna see if I can read the full line because I think before that, uh, the way it leads into it really, really shines a lot more light. Okay, on it. so is the answer you're looking for a yes or no? No, it's do you think he meant it to be uh, a sexual innuendo, or am I reading too much into it? Here's how it reads: Amy, darling, you don't know what. Amy, darling, don't you know what really drives me nuts every time you're handing out those honey-roasted peanuts? Airline Amy, this is my mission. Gotta get you in an upright, locked position. Oh, absolutely. You think so? Oh, yeah, in the context of that, yeah. You don't think it was just my reading of it? The way I read it, kind of sultry? (laughs) No, you definitely sexied it up, but... In the context of the song and the and the, the, the lyrics, yes. <laughs> Especially after talking about nuts. <laughs> yes. Okay, so that's one. Definitely an innuendo. Second one. Boink. This is one of my favorites, and I caught this at a young age. I'm really proud of myself. This is from One More Minute, probably one of his best songs ever. He says, because I'm stranded. This is after he's broken up and now he's alone. He says, Cause I'm stranded all alone at the gas station of love, and I have to use the self-service pumps. Dakota, I have never thought of that as an innuendo. Yes, I got him. But <laughs> I 100% believe it is now. So you get it. It's a masturbation joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Isn't that fantastic? That yeah. Now you'll never hear it the same way again. Nope, that song is changed forever for me. That's so great. I'm glad I could do that for you. <laughs> that's pretty that's good. Anytime that I can help you cope with masturbation over the phone, you just let me know. <laughs> I've got your number on speed dial. <laughs> All right. Oh, so definitely an innuendo. You don't think you know, that it was just a reference to gas stations? In- no, he definitely nailed that one. Okay, I think so too. It's fantastic because, especially the way a lot of people don't notice it until you bring it up. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Word crimes. This one's a lot more tricky. I-, I could be definitely stretching it right here. Word crimes, as we know, it's about somebody who's terrible at grammar. Uh, probably Alan Thick himself. I mean, r- probably Robin Thick himself, because as it turns out, he didn't even get the point of the song. But we'll talk about that at another time. He says this. You really need a full-time proofreader, you dumb mouth breather. Well, you should hire some cunning linguist to help you distinguish what is proper English. So, is a cunning linguist too close to cunnilingus? Uh, I think that one's stretching it. Yeah, you think so? Yeah. I looked it up to see if anybody agreed with me, and it actually does pop up in a few forums. Um, a cunning linguist being someone who's good at cunnilingus. <laughs> right. But you can't, and maybe it's just me, maybe I'm dirty-minded, but you didn't seem to immediately say, oh, I see where you're coming from. So you don't hear some cunning linguist and think of the word cunnilingus? I do now. But before, that had never crossed your mind? No. So you don't think when he heard it, he was like, ooh, maybe that'll be taken wrong. The joke could have just been smarter than me. Well, I don't think, this isn't a sexy song. Right. So unless that's, he thought it, and they're like, "Well, if they get this, good for them," but that's not what I meant. Yeah, that's part of the reason why I would make the re- the argument for not because of the the content of the song, and then like you put that in the context of the rest of the verse. So okay, last one, Garrett. You ready? Okay. You've already predicted 
what the song is? Well, it, <laughs> because it's coming from Wanna Be Your Lover, I'm going to want, I mean, before even hearing it, I'd say yes. Yeah, because in Wanna Be Your Lover, there's a line that says, are you picking up the subtle innuendo? So, obviously. But I do want to read that whole that whole stanza, because it is hilarious. Because um, every single one of these are penis jokes. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, ju- <laughs> pardon my language again, jizz jokes. This very first one I'm about to read is definitely a jizz joke. Uh, I want to be your Krakatoa, let my lava flow all over. I'm going to try to read this like like I'm approaching a girl at a bar. <clears throat> I want to be your Krakatoa, let my lava flow all over you. I want to be your Anaconda. And you know my Anaconda don't want none. And your heat-seeking missile, too. I want to be your beef burrito. Am I making this perfectly clear? I want to be your love torpedo. Are you picking up the subtle innuendo here? Uh-huh. This so, this song... Definitely innuendo. This, this song reminds me of something that, like, Spinal Tap would write. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's not even the really the line I want to talk about, though. But I was letting you know that I know these are innuendos because he says it right there. And that's what the whole purpose of the song is. Right. This is another one of those lift, list songs that I mentioned. This song is basically a list of pickup lines. But here's the one. I, I told you earlier that there was another joke that I didn't, uh, that I never got until recently. This is it. And I'll see if you get it. I'm going to read the whole stanza and see if you can find it. Stop, drop, and roll now because, baby, you're on fire. I'll bet your outfit makes a lot of noise in the dryer. You picking up what I'm putting is down? Just a, is it just a clever way to get a girl to take her clothes off? I think so, Garrett. If her clothes, like, if you make somebody a bet, Typically, you're trying to get them to latch on. I'm like, I'll, I'll see that bet. So the bet is, I'll bet your outfit makes a lot of noise in the dryer. How do you test this hypothesis? You put them clothes in the dryer, my man. If they're in the dryer, you know where they're not. On your bod. On that booty <laughs> or on that bod. <laughs> so I think I think it's a subtle way to get her to take her clothes off. Yeah, I think that it, we're, we're just nerds that didn't catch that <laughs> on the front reading. Just, we're just white and nerdy. <laughs> that's good yeah the the song's too smart for us so that one slipped by you as well like it did me yeah okay did you were you always aware of the king of queens joke from the first time you heard it or was that a recent thing for you i think i was aware of it when i noticed the line oh when you finally sat down with the song and gave it a real thorough listen you're like oh, okay there's a yeah joke. i see see i cannot believe i had to have you tell me that <laughs> well, shame on me but Kudos to you. I'm glad you opened my eyes. You you opened my eyes on at least one thing every episode. If people, astute listeners will find that at least once an episode, I'm like, wow, Garrett, like ha- making fart noises with your hands and stuff like that. Like you always manage to show me something. And that's why yeah, this is a growing experience. I'll typically, I'll typically find something in an owl song that opens my eyes to something I hadn't thought of before. Like when I texted you about Couch Potato and the, the Will and Grace stuff, because... I don't know if that would I don't know if that would strike anybody else as odd on the front end. Here, I got one for you. Okay. Uh remember how I said I wanted to eventually do an episode where we'd say a bunch of Easter eggs? This is one from that list. Uh but for some reason you made me think of it just now. Okay. So next time you listen to Genius in France, which should be tomorrow, you should listen to Genius in France every day. Listeners to this podcast, just make that your mission in life. At three minutes and three seconds, um every time he'll in Genius in France he'll do a long riff and then he'll do a bunch of noises like that um you'll hear uh in the very background like very faintly you'll hear 
That is Weird Al's actual dog. <laughs> what kind of dog is it? It's a. He has a poodle, of course. Right. Named Bella. It's the same poodle that's on the cover of Poodle Hat. Okay. Um, and that I don't know if it was in the studio or if he int- or like if he just happened to have it and it barked and they said let's use that or if he intentionally wanted a dog bark because it sounds really distant like it's it doesn't sound like it's on mic at all. Uh, so just listen. Three minutes, three seconds. You'll hear it. It's Bella. It's confirmed too that that's his dog, his poodle. Now when I hear the song and I hear that, I'm gonna be like, hey Bella. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> it's going to sound like she's talking. Yep. That's all I got, Garrett. What do you think? Did we do it? Did we cover sufficiently um, the adult content in Weird Al's catalog? I think we did. There's probably stuff we missed. But the main point here is that Al is a he's a clean writing dude. Do you know what people should do if they find stuff that we missed? Yeah. Can Can you tell us? Well... I think they should let us know. I mean, because as we've as we've pointed out, we are just a couple of nerds who don't catch everything. Yep. Yeah, we could have missed all sorts of stuff uh, as far as adult content goes. I know I'm pretty gullible um, and pretty I'm pretty innocently minded too. Yeah, you're the full bull. You're not a gullah calf. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm I'm not happy you're with gonna, that. You're gonna edit that out, right? No. Not at all. You have to live with that. You have to live with everybody hearing that. <laughs> I'm earning recording scars. A gull, <laughs> a gullible, not a gulla calf. What does that make my wife? A gulla heifer? See now, now I sound stupid too. So we're in this boat together. <laughs> just, just steer into it, Dakota. We're, steer. Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> you didn't even catch it, did you? I guess we're all just a part of one big herd. Yep, we're in this gullah boat together. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. I know, it has nothing to do with cows. Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com slash Weird Mountain Podcast. You can talk about any of the podcasts on this network, the network being found at weirdmountainpodcast.com. Um, just this podcast, if you just want to make it specifically about us, and you're on Twitter, uh, Twitter at Talking Owl to You. Um, got a, a little bit of activity over there. I probably should have came and reported some of the things um, that people have told me, but I guess I'll save that. I'm thinking that it's stuff that wasn't really about this episode. So, um, yeah, talk to me on there. I acknowledge the things that are on there, and I think I've responded to everybody over there, too. Good for me. Um, talking out to you on Twitter, I'll try to get the Instagram up, and then I'll let you know from that Twitter and possibly from the Facebook group that that instagram is back online tell us what you thought about this tell us uh what you think that we may have missed or what you think about weird al's adult content give us your opinion on that in general ideas for upcoming shows questions about things for our mini topic really anything just talk to us people are doing all the time people are leaving links there like i said our australian correspondents keeping us uh abreast of concert appearances at nerdy blizzcon uh, so that's good. I mean, I knew it was happening, but I did not realize they were going to put the entire thing online. Kudos to them. Go check that out. Um, Garrett? Yeah. What are you going to do with the rest of your evening, sir? Are you going to watch this presidential election? I'm going to get some food and see who's going to run I our country. That. I heard that about the food, though. I'm more about the food than I am about the president at this point. Uh, let's give one last little update. Hillary Clinton sits at 104 still. Donald Trump has gone up another, I don't remember what the number was last time, but about another 10 points, 137 
He leads by 34, 33, 33 points. Wow. We're making history here, man. But, and that when the presidency gauge has gone to 59% in support of Trump instead of 51. So, pretty yep, crazy. Things are developing quickly. Okay. Well, for my oft eye opening co host, Garrett Hale. Uh, boiling water sounds, boiling water sounds. <laughs> for me, this is Garrett. <laughs> and for me, way to bring it back. Well, and for me to cut a river, join us again next week where we'll talk about something that we'll determine at a later date. Until then, everybody knows dare, dare to, to be, be stupid. stupid. <laughs> Good try, Garrett. <laughs> me talking weird out to you is part of the Weird Mountain Podcast Network. Follow us on Twitter at TalkingAl2U. Or join the conversation on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash weirdmountainpodcast. There, Darren, that's a new outro for you. It's like a network thing now or something.